You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. The Dining at Disney podcast. The Dining at Disney podcast. Your ultimate source about the wonderful world of dining at the Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resorts. If you are what you eat, then I only want to eat the good stuff. Kristen Hetzel Go and Jay Bratton are your guides on this culinary adventure. We'll prepare and serve with flair at culinary cabaret. Join them as they discuss the latest food news, expert tips, recommendations, and trip planning advice related to Disney food and dining. From quick service to fine dining, you will discover all the best restaurants and food as they hungrily explore the Disney parks. It brings folks together from all walks of life. The Dining at Disney podcast. And now, your host... Kristen Hetzel Go and Jay Brett. Welcome to another episode of Dining at Disney Podcast. It's your ultimate source for delicious discussion about dining at Disney World and Disneyland. I'm Kristen. With me is my co-host Jay. And today we're going to be discussing a few news stories. Um, probably the biggest news story is going to be the one about the uh, the innocence reservation scalping. Um, but we're going to be talking about that as well as what kind of what things in each of the parks gets us excited for fall so before we get into that we would like those of you who um have downloaded this on on itunes we'd like to thank you also for streaming it on stitcher radio and um this will be on youtube later on um but please make sure to like us and subscribe to our feeds you know we we like people to tune in and, and watch this and listen to our podcast so um, we would like to uh, thank Weebies Network because we are part of of their larger network and uh, they help us keep this show going. So, um, you know, another way that you can help us out is by checking out our affiliate links. We do have Garden Grocers, which we love. It's a great way to have things um, distributed to your resort when you're staying at Disney World, as well as the Disney Store and Jelly Belly. On to our appetizers, and what Disneyland news do you have today for us, Jay? Well, I saw an article on the Mice Chat website, and I thought it was really interesting. Uh, For a while, uh, earlier this year, they had discussed the opening of a new restaurant called 21 Royal Street. And at first, people were a little bit confused. They were like, well, it's exclusive to Club 33 members, and, you know, nobody's ever going to be able to do it and that kind of thing. Well, turns out that's not true. Uh, This is a, um, a new sort of ultimate premiere. I mean, there, there's premier dining experiences, and then this is like over-the-top dining experience. <laughs> uh, this is essentially uh, a dining room that is above, uh, well, where Walt's apartment is, uh, where it used to be Walt's apartment uh, in New Orleans Square, and now is uh, home to the Dream Suite. And apparently this was supposed to be the dining room for Walt's apartment. Uh, but, you know, I, apparently, you know, over the years, they kind of neglected that space. And then all of a sudden they had an epiphany and they said, oh, you know what? We should turn that into a into a premier dining spot. So it's for both Club 33 members and non-Club 33 members. However, here's the caveat it's expensive, like super expensive. I'm talking like, according to the article, you're looking uh, around the neighborhood about $500 per person, Uh, but it is exclusive. They only allow you to book up to 14 people. And it doesn't say how many, what the minimum is. I mean, I'm sure it has to be more than two people, Uh, but you know, I I am not sure they, they don't have specifics as far as that's concerned. 
but I thought it was really cool. And I, I'm glad that they're not, um, they're not making it uh, exclusively to Club 33 members. They're allowing actually regular park guests to book a, an experience like this. Of course, you know, uh, mainly it's it's geared towards the one percenters. But, you know, I'm I'm scratching my lottery tickets every week. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, hopefully, hopefully we'll get we'll get a little something going here. And and I'd love to do that. And uh, the other uh, aspect of this uh, that I found really cool was that it's not just having dinner, uh, which is great in it in and it of itself. But it's also, uh, I guess, an entire sort of uh, like almost like a, a like a personal tour type thing because they said, well, you can um, make it so uh, you know you can go on um, you know the Lily Bell ra- around the park, uh, and then also you know, you get access to the apartment, uh, um, the uh, Disney Dream Suite. And you can have cocktails in there, which is kind of cool. I mean, who you know, I'd love to see the dream suite, just period. But you know, to have cocktails in there, oh yes, please. <laughs> you know that that's all. That's all me. Uh, but uh, and then also the menu is designed exclusively for your party, and it's uh, tailor made by Andrew Sutton himself. So it's you're going to get the best of the best of the best. Nice. And uh, have you clicked on the article yet from from the web from uh, the show notes? I haven't yet. Okay. Well, the uh, this uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and put this in our little uh, chair. Uh, yeah, people can check it out if they're interested. Uh, there's the link to this story, but you should look at the dinnerware. I mean, it's like wow. Uh, I mean, it's like go. You know, it's like I, you know, like this fancy like metal rimmed plate serving plates. And I mean, usually you know they have those nice charger plates when they when they when you first sit down at at the fancy restaurant. But the serving plates themselves could be you know of that caliber. I mean, you know, super elegant, um, really classy, uh, and you know the the food you know, just from a few examples that they've shown is top notch. I'm talking like caviar and, you know, looks like, uh, you know, some other, it's hard, it's hard to tell actually, because, you know, the photos aren't that great and they they don't have descriptions of the food itself, but still the presentation is, is absolutely stunning. And it looks like there's, uh, I guess wine included or something like that, but I'm, you know, to what degree, I don't know. Uh, again, the, this didn't go into super specific information, but uh, that's that's you know it's still a, a, something that you should uh, check out. And uh, you know it, you know again, if you have the money, it's something worthwhile doing as well. Uh, also, the other thing too is that uh, you get access to, I guess, the balcony that uh, is above. I, from what it looks like, it it looks like it's above. Uh, Cafe Orleans, and it has a perfect view of the Fantasmic Fireworks Show. So it's like, wow, that that's that's pretty cool. Does it say how many people can be there at one time? It says, well, up to fourteen. Okay, so that's okay. I wasn't sure if that was the maximum number of people that they yes. that could reserve, or if it was the maximum number of people that could be in there. Okay, right. It says basically, it says there's lots of options. Uh, so you know they they aren't able to give an exact price, and I haven't investigated into this because I mean honestly I'm I'd just be teasing myself. <laughs> so but uh, <laughs> it, but it, from what it sounds like, it's kind of like uh, planning a wedding reception or something where you choose pick and choose your menu, pick and choose you know your experience, you know that type of thing. Um, 
it's it's I guess uh, reviews of the food uh, from from people who've been on Facebook. I guess the, the the food was far beyond their expectations, even though it's prepared by the same kitchen as the uh, dining establishment at Club Thirty Three. Apparently, they you know are because Andrew Sutton is probably directly overseeing the experience. I'm sure that you know the attention to detail is outstanding. I would think so. It sounds pretty cool. I wish I had the money to go do that. Right. I mean, some of these interior pictures, I'm telling you, when you click on the link, you'll be astounded. They uh, are very, um, I mean, you know, just, it's just very elegant. You know, it's like the total first class experience. Again, if I win the lottery, I'll take you, you know what I mean? I'll take take up to 14 people, whatever I, you know, it doesn't doesn't matter, uh, you know, because I'm just, uh, this is something that, uh, you know, I'd love to go to Club 33 someday as well. So, you know, anybody, hint, hint, uh, (laughs) you know, please, uh, you know, keep me in mind uh if you do have club 33 access but you know if not then uh i'm I'm, if i can't get a membership to club 33 and this is definitely a a nice consolation prize if if in the event that i win the lottery i have been lucky enough to to get into club 33 twice one of them was the first time was it the first time i went it was a surprise Uh um al john knew somebody who at one point worked for Disney. And so he had club 33 membership. And then the next time was a friend of mine um, who lives in California, his wife's birthday. We were going out for her birthday and that's where she wanted to go. And that's where he was able to get her reservations for, because he had a friend who also had a membership. So I was lucky twice to be able to, to get in there. See, now I need to go back because it's been changed. Right, exactly. Well, it, well, they haven't. Oh, yeah, that's true. That uh, yeah, I was going to ask you when was the last time that you went to Club Thirty Three because you know they underwent that dramatic transformation and you know not only just the the uh, the facilities themselves, but the you know the menu, the the chef, you know the whole the whole, the yeah. whole thing. It was either I want to say it was two years ago, but it could have been three or four. No longer than four, but no less than two. So somewhere in there. That's cool. Yeah, so it should, you know, hopefully one of these days, like I said, just got to continue scratching them off, scratching off <laughs> the, uh, the lottery tickets there. Uh, le- next up is uh, Halloween is coming up, as we all know, because it's becoming fall and what? Let's see, what, a week from now or eight days from now? So anyhow, uh, they're going to be introducing a number of new menu items that uh, are special just for the Halloween season, which is great. And uh, I put a full list of of all the the dishes that they're going to have at the various restaurants all across the resort. Uh, I won't break it down, you know, each individual place. I mean, you know, I'm not going to, you know, bore you with all the list reading here, but I will bring up some some highlights and uh, some some of the ones that I think that are definitely on my must eat list. Uh, the first one is at Carnation Cafe. They have Mickey's Frightfully Spicy Chicken Sandwich. And it's, uh, I guess, a fried chicken sandwich served with the pepper jack cheese, a spicy sriracha sauce, coleslaw, and also fried jalapenos uh, mm. on a brioche bun. So, yeah, that sounds good. I like good. the sound of that. Uh huh. And then over in this one, I'm I'm really kind of excited about as well because it's a dish that they had offered for the 24 hour party, the the kickoff uh, to the diamond celebration on May 22nd earlier this year. 
And this one was the uh, pulled pork hot dog. And remember, I, I don't know if you remember or not, but the episode before the 24 hour kickoff, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I just want to eat at one place and that's going to be the Hungry Bear restaurant. I just want that pulled pork hot dog. Well, I get to the Hungry Bear restaurant at the 24 hour kickoff party and the line was just insane. So I was like, you know what? I, I really wanted to try it, but I'm not willing to wait in that long a line just to, to get a hot dog. Um, and then I went back the, the following, I think it was a week or so later. And just to see if they might, might've kept it on the menu. And unfortunately they didn't. However, the good news is that they have it now and it's going to be for the entire Halloween season. So I'll have my opportunity when I go probably in the next couple of weeks here. Uh, there's also uh, some other ones, uh, you know, some of these, some of these menu items and they, they're kind of like stretching it a little bit. It's like, oh yeah, there's this cheeseburger combo. Uh, but, you know, basically it's the same cheeseburger. The only difference is that they're putting uh, this Parmesan, melted Parmesan type thing that's like been dyed like green oh, or something. No. Kinda, like, <laughs> yeah, kinda, it kind of looks gross, but at the same time, it looks intriguing. Uh, but I you know, really, say I mean, they were serving it with sweet potato fries because to me, that kind of seems like they would try and use that. It's like, hey, like it's Halloween, we have orange right. instead of regular potato color, yeah, exactly. So and then, uh, over in DCA, there's not a whole heck of a lot. Uh, Carthay Circle does have a special drink they're calling a poison apple teeny. So I guess it's a Crown Royal Apple, uh, some Duke, Duke Cooper. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. Anyways, it's one of those sour apple pucker schnapps or whatever with cranberry juice. So that, that seems interesting. And then, um, over at, uh, let's see, Cars Land, they're going to, you know, the Cozy Cone Motel is going to have a pumpkin twist, which, eh, whatever. Uh, they're also going to have that at Maurice's Treats as well, just uh, FYI. So if you're really wanting one of those pumpkin twists and, you know, just you're in Disneyland, go to Maurice's Treats. And if you're in DCA, then go to Cozy Cone Motel. And then uh, over at, um, let's see, going to the resort hotel restaurants um you know not not a heck of a lot going on there but there is one that that seems pretty interesting uh they have a chocolate peanut butter whoopie pie over at whitewater snacks and you know where whitewater snacks is i do and i'm drawing a blank uh it's at the grand california hotel okay yes okay yeah right right i'm like and, trying uh, to think it's I'm over like, there I'm, by I the can, pool area can kind of think of it but not <laughs> sure well if you go toward from the hotel to the back entrance to dca you walk past and, it. but instead of making a left to go into dca you keep going straight then they have the white water snacks in that area and uh anyhow so uh chocolate peanut butter whoopie pie might be worth the extra walk then uh, that sounds you know, the extra walk to back to the park yeah definitely and then uh, over at, uh, oh, they don't have anything for downtown Disney, but that's because all the restaurants there sort of do de um, devise their own menus. Uh, so, you know, they don't have it listed on the Disney Parks blog. But, you know, they do uh, tend to have special menu items during the season, especially uh, October, uh, around Oktoberfest. Uh, over the uh, Catal restaurant and Uva Bar, they always do something special. House of Blues does something special as well. So it's it's really fun time. Uh, October is my favorite time of year. I'll, I'll just be honest with you. I mean, it's not it's it's not just Halloween. It's it's the fact that I mean, you know, football. You know, you got uh, basketball starting up later in the season. You got you know, what I mean, like for 
the sports fan, October is like the ultimate month. And then I love Oktoberfest. I mean, the, the beer, the, the, uh, joviality, you know, of, of, um, celebrating Oktoberfest is just, it's so fun. You know, I just really, and I, I love because also the weather gets cooler, you know I mean? Over here in California, man, we've been having, we've just been bombarded by a hundred plus degree weather lately. So it's just, it's been very, um, very uncomfortable. So I'm, I'm, I welcome the fall weather very much. <laughs> so see here in Nashville, we're doing the, the strange weather thing. Whereas it was really hot. It was in the 90s. And then two days later, the high was like like 73 or 74, which is unusually cool for this time of the year. But it's it's going back up again. Mm. We can't yeah, well, decide what weather we want. Yeah. Well, it actually rained here in L.A. area. It rained really, I mean, a lot. And in fact, it caused all kinds of problems with the traffic this morning and all that stuff. But, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, it's like a 40 percent chance of rain. Well, <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was like even though it was only 40 percent chance, it, it became 100 percent. And then the rain was a little more than I think they had initially expected. And so it was crazy. It was like pouring and stuff like that. It was it was pretty nuts. And I'm sure that Disneyland experienced the same thing i because i looked at the percentages so i i didn't see any live tweets about that uh, earlier today as far as the rain's concerned but uh, you know it's good and bad i mean on one hand it's good that it rains because you know we're, we're going through a drought in california uh, but it's bad because it's like if you're at disneyland and you know sometimes the rain can kind of put a damper on things you know especially if, you know for the outdoor rides you know when you go on like the teacups or the dumbo ride or the alice in wonderland even has a partial outdoor uh, section to that uh, to that attraction as well. So you know it, it's it's hard, but uh, at the same time, the the good thing is that uh, it does sort of keep the crowds away. So like us Southern California residents, because we're spoiled with you know pretty pretty nice weather for most of the year, and when it rains, it's just like yeah, we'll just go another time, you know, or go <laughs> another day or another week or whatever. You know, what I mean, we we just like it's no big deal. You know, whereas, you know, I know at Disney World, it's like, you know, once you're there, it's just like, oh, well, we got to tough it through. It doesn't matter if there's a monsoon. Oh, but <laughs> it's like, you know we people do don't. That. People will leave the park. Oh, really? People will leave oh, the park, okay. go back to the resort or do go shopping or something. Whereas I'm like, it's rain. I'll drive one day. <laughs> you know? like, yeah, right. I just truck through it. And I love it because everybody does leave the park. So therefore, those of us like myself that are like, well, whatever, it's rain. There's like, right. you know, you get to walk pretty much on anything. Maybe you have a 10 minute ride, 10, 10 minute way. You know, it's, you know, in the rides where it's outdoors, of course, then people really don't want to do it. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to go on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. It's got it says five minutes, which means walk on the five minutes it takes you to walk, you know, from the entrance to get onto the attraction. So I like it when it rains. It gets rid of everybody in very short, short waits. That's cool. I'm uh, putting up the Halloween menu, uh, Halloween foods at Disneyland on our little live chat here. This is kind of cool, actually. I, I like it. Halloween foods at Disneyland. There we go. So that way, people who are watching us right now, and you can check out the links that we're speaking of. 
so that's it. Basically, not not a whole heck of a lot because our last show wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Um, that's basically it for for Disneyland. Uh, but I know Disney World has some something controversial going on, right? Oh <laughs> yes, this is this is the big news story, and it's been reported pretty much all over the place. So I'm just going to read directly from Fox News uh, what what they have stated here, and it's um. Says Walt Disney World fans are complaining about tactics being used by a new restaurant reservation system that is reportedly selling reservations for tables at the, I think it's supposed to be, say, at some of the Orlando Park's most popular restaurants. According to the Orlando Sentinel, the Diz Dining Agent reservation app aims to help customers land a dining time at BR Guests and other hard to get in places. But does it by making reservations under false names and selling them for $15? There are sites that charge from $1 to $8, including Disney Dining Buddy, Disney Dining Scout, and WDW Table Finder that notify visitors of time slots that become available at eateries. They charge anywhere from $1 to $8 a piece for a search, but the visitors are responsible to call the restaurant and make their own reservation. But Diz Dining Agent reportedly makes the false restaurant reservation ahead of time and then transfers them to customers. Uh, let's see. Uh, it just infuriates me. Anna, a New Jersey teacher and a Disney Parks mom panelist chosen to, uh, by, the, by the resort to give other tourists advice, told the Sentinel they are doing something to circumvent the system, which isn't fair to the rest of us who are trying to play by the rules. The practice of reservation scalping, as it's known, is more prevalent in places like New York and L.A., where diners are willing to pay $25 and more for a reservation at the city's hardest-to-get restaurants. But visitors are angry that the Diz, which is not affiliated with Disney theme parks, is apparently hoarding the reservations to then sell later. This is a Disney spokeswoman, Jackie Waller, told the Sentinel, we are currently reviewing the situation involving third-party website dining services. Disney has no affiliation with these third-party services, which can interfere with the guest experience we strive to create. So I had heard of the other ones where you pay a dollar, eight dollars, and they let you know. This one's, this one's new, um, and I'm not sure how they're getting away with it. The reason being is if you go to the Disney website for Walt Disney World to make a dining reservation, it's going to ask you to enter information. So you go through, you select the time, it pops up and it says, hey, yeah, you know, be our guest is available at 7.10 p.m. on September 15th. Okay, so you say, yes, I want that time. Then it takes you to a screen where you get to pay for it. You put in, in a sense, you put in a credit card number because they're going to hold your reservation. So if you do not cancel within 24 hours and you do not show up, you will be hit $10 per person fee. So how they're getting around that part of it, I'm not sure. Because yeah, they, what if somebody no, doesn't show I, up? If they're using their own credit card, well, they charge 25 but it's a party of four. Well, that's $40 Disney's going to charge that card should they not show up. Right. 
Yeah, I, I'm like I, I'm totally astounded by this. Honestly, I you know the the whole reservation scalping thing. I've never heard of it to be honest uh, before this uh, before this article came about, and uh, and then to know that it happened at Disney World, I was like, well, gosh darn, no wonder it took. You know, even though I'd booked, I booked, I didn't understand that you had to book reservations for for dining at Walt Disney World. You know, six months to the day that you're going to be at the parks, uh, and you know, because I'm used to. Disneyland, you know, what I mean, we're, we're cool. We're chill. You know I mean? They, in fact, you can't even do it six months out. You know, it's, it's, you know, the, the maximum is uh, 90 days. So, uh, you know, that's the thing that, um, you know, just kind of baffled me a little bit, but, uh, anyways, uh, yeah. And, and then over here, it's like, you know, if you can't get in one restaurant, you're just like, Oh, just go someplace else. <laughs> yeah. We're not, we're not, we're, we're pretty easy going, you know, pretty casual people here. I'm, I don't know. This is, I'm I'm flipping through the site right now, and it says they've got some sold out, some available, and they're done by month. So you right now it's through January that they've purchased them. Some of them are six dollars, some are ten dollars, fifteen dollars. I mean, the prices vary, and I'm just curious to how in the world they're getting like getting through the system to do that. They even have a thing which Morimoto Asia. Hasn't opened yet. It will open on September 30th. Um, and it cannot until, I believe it's October. I need to look at that before I say that. Um, the 16th, which is tomorrow for those of you who are watching, but those of you who are listening, this is going to be past that date, of course. Um, on the 16th, tomorrow, you can use Open Table to get a reservation there. Then on, when is it? Uh, September 30th. You can make reservations by calling 407-838-MODO. November 1st is when you can book it through Disney Dining. So what I'm curious about with this, they have people that, you know, if you want to book, they're asking for the name of everybody, the number of people in the party, date that they want, and desire time. Flat $15. Now, I had a question, like, do you... Travel agents get access to a special system where they can do dining reservations for the people that they book trips for? No, no it's the same system you guys use. Yeah, same system everybody else uses. Now, when it comes to booking a trip, there is a special phone number. Um, and that way there's a certain amount of time, you know, because people call when there's some fantastic deal. You, The average person might not be able to get in all day long and the system will crash. You know, things like that happen, whereas an agent is going to have to wait on the phone, but we might only wait, you know, three hours, whereas you might be sitting there all day dialing the same phone number over and over again. So um, I'm just not sure how in the world this, how they get around the system. I just. Oh, that's I, why they're making money. <laughs> it's. Let's see. Apparently, they've had a lot of people. They've gotten some publicity because they now have a thing on there that says to allow 24 to 48 hours for them to get in touch um, with people about getting them. So. Well, hopefully they put a stop to it. In my opinion, I think that it, that it's wrong. And I believe that they're probably really kind of corrupting the system. And it's really, it makes it hard for legitimate families to book a reservation, uh, you know, for, for whatever at, at a decent time, you know what I mean? If you, you don't want, you know, dinner at nine o'clock at night or whatever, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? It's, 
uh, or lunch at you know three in the afternoon. I remember we went to we had to book our what's that one in the uh, what the name of that place in um, the French Pavilion at Epcot? Oh, was it Remy's or, or no? No, uh, Le Chef's uh, de France. There you go. Yeah. So we got our reservations for lunch, but because everything was booked out, even though three and a half months in advance, you know, we didn't eat lunch till two in the afternoon, which kind of sucks, you know, because it's like, well, you know, you know, for me, I like, you know, certain, you know, 12 to one o'clock or whatever. One o'clock is, is a decent time. And, you know, for me to kind of wait that extra hour, it's like, ah, oh, man, that just really, and then, you know, kind of, then you have to push dinner back and it's just like, ah, oh, forget about it. But uh, we did do it because we were like, well, we're here. <laughs> you know, it's like you know, we don't know when we're coming back to Disney World. So let's uh, let's make sure we you know get the full experience here. Now, one thing that had happened in the past, the reason they added the uh, credit card guarantee that if you didn't show up or you didn't cancel within the appropriate time that they would charge you was because people were would get on there at the 180 days and say they had booked a 10 day vacation, which then gave them. From the last day of their trip, they were then 190 days out. They could book that far. Hmm. Well, what they were doing is booking reservations like La Cellier, which, you know, now is two credits. It used to just be one for Disney dining plan. And so it got to be where people would book multiple reservations on top. So they would go, you know, okay, I can get four nights these different four times are available at La Salle. I'm going to book them. Then on top of that, they were booking other restaurants like Cinderella's Royal Table or Ohana's. And people couldn't get reservations. And people would then post on sites, oh, I got these six reservations. You're not going to eat at four restaurants in one night. And you're not going to eat at La Salle that many times. It was They had set it up so that they could pick and choose where they wanted to eat each night. Well, it made it difficult for people who, you know, decided to book a reservation four months out instead of six. Personally, I liked it when they had it down at 90 days. When they launched the online system, they had dropped it down to 90 days was the reservation window. I like it that way. You give more people a chance to get to enjoy things, better customer experience, best best guest experience, you know, instead of making it to where only the people who plan their vacations out 180 days and who like to plan minute by minute by minute can really en- enjoy their trip because they like things planned that way. Somebody who wants to plan, you know, closer to being last minute isn't going to get to enjoy a lot of these fantastic dining restaurants because they're popular, they get you know, that's those are the first things people book and they're gone. And so now to, you know, contend with the fact of all the people who are already booking. Now people have to contend with those who have bought a reservation. Yeah. I, and I'm just curious, like, or I guess maybe I'm a little bit confused because when you book a dining reservation, either online or whatever, I don't, you have to put in a credit card and your name and all that stuff. Yeah. Right? So it's like, how are they switching it to like, you know, let's say it's Bob Smith or whatever that, that it reserved it in it's Bob Smith's credit card. Well, all of a sudden, you know, Ronald Johnson calls in and, you know, says, Hey, I want that reservation for 15 bucks. Then how do they switch it over from that Bob Smith to Ronald Johnson? I have no idea. Hmm. Interesting. That's, that's unless they just show up, how they... well, um, yeah. I mean, unless that Ronald Johnson guy shows up and says, "Well, my name's Bob Smith," I, they don't check your ID, right? No, they don't. You just okay, give them well, your name. There you go. That's exactly it. Then that's how they're getting away with it. 
So, oh well. I have one other Hopefully, yeah. one other news story Hopefully. before we get into our little discussion, um, and it just came through today. So that's why it's like very last minute that I'm going to mention this rather than it being in our show notes. But um, Tony Castelnova from uh, Disney Parks podcast had posted that the Indiana Jones themed bar, which is Jack Lindsay's hangar bar, and it's going to be in, in Disney Springs, is going to open up on September 22nd. Chances oh, are good cool. that we will, this podcast will go out after that. <laughs> There's no, no <laughs> saying because I'm still working on the, the previous one, but <clears throat> it's supposed to open up on the 22nd. Um, I'm excited about this. It's going to have uh, 150 seats there and it's going to be, it's located. I've seen it being built the past couple times I've been there. Um, and it looked like it was going to be done sooner than later. But apparently um, it's located between the boathouse and Paradiso 37, which is in the landing portion of Disney Springs. But it says that it's going to be open starting Tuesday, September 22nd. So so what's the price point of the menu there? Do you know what? I don't know because it's more of like a lounge with small like tasting portions instead of you know you're not going to plan on going there and eating a big meal it's more oh, along so it's the lines like of, a full, oh, okay yeah it's more along the lines of um like the enchanted tiki bar oh okay Trader Sam's. Cool. yeah it looks pretty cool i'm sure they'll theme it very well and uh i'm i'm yeah because i was thinking like well they couldn't possibly be opening another like high-end establishment there in the disney springs area because i mean they already got morimoto they've got you know the boathouse is like in you know that's that's super high you know super super expensive as well so i'm just like you know where's the the sort of it doesn't have to be low price point but you know something mid-range you know it'd be nice and and still night you know still a good place you know to eat and and enjoy the atmosphere as well so it's it's curious they're doing a lot of changes to Disney. Well, what's now going to be Disney Springs. I mean, all these new restaurants opening. Um, Fulton's Crab House, which is a, a fine dining restaurant, is going to be closing in uh, January. And I think it's for like four months. They're going through a whole refurbishment. And then Planet Hollywood is also going to close in January. And it's gone, I think, for like six months. And it's going through a huge overhaul. So it'll be nice. So basically, in about seven to eight months, they should have everything up and running, or most of it. Most of it. Okay. So well, when they do get everything up and running, then you just have to set aside an entire month and you just have to <laughs> eat there every day. Oh, every time I go, it's like I have to dine it someplace new. I already knew that that next month, you know, a couple days ago, Morimoto Asia, that's going to be on the list of places to dine at. Now I'm like, oh, great. Now I've got to add in this, you know, Jock Lindsay's. I'm like, this Disney's making it difficult for me to even get back to some of my favorite places because they're like, nope, here's a new one. You got to try that. Right. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to keep my whole list of all the places that can't say I've dined everywhere then. Right. <laughs> so. Cool. And I guess right, ready, on to the main ready dish. for our main dish. Yeah. All right. Awesome. You want to cool. go first? Sure. So uh, today we're going to be discussing our the places that the, the restaurants that we associate with fall. Like what, what gets us in the mood for fall, for the fall season? 
And uh, I, you know, we're not going to go into to super, you know, heavy discussion on on this topic. Uh, we'll just kind of pick and choose a few of the restaurants. I limited my selection to one restaurant at each location around the resort. Uh, one at Disneyland, one at DCA, and the other one at uh, Downtown Disney. I, I also excluded the hotels, but I guess, you know, hey, what, what the heck? I'll, I'll include my, my one for the hotel because, but this one is, only, uh, it, I'll just say it right now. I mean, it's, it's got to be Napa Rose, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, but Napa Rose is pretty much like hands down any season of the year. It's, it's one of the best restaurants. So, uh, yeah, the, so I'm going to put Disney hotels here on our, see, thing I'm, I'm going to skip Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom. And I'm going to, I'm still trying to think about downtown Disney, but I'm definitely going to give Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and then a resort. There you go. Sounds good. Uh, So for me, I, my choice for Disneyland, I would say is the Hungry Bear Restaurant. First off, I'm, the reason why I choose that restaurant is because they are bringing that pulled pork hot dog, which is awesome. (laughs) You know, I'm looking forward to trying that. Hopefully I'm not disappointed, but because I'm like sort of, I'm hyping myself up for that thing. Uh, but, uh, you know, just the ambiance, though, of the Hungry Bear restaurant and how it overlooks the rivers of America. And, you know, it just kind of has that rustic setting. And with the fall weather, you know, the, the sunset is a little bit earlier than, you know, the summertime, obviously. So, you know, the dinner time is just perfect for watching the sunset, you know, and, and just sort of watching the Mark Twain float lazily by on the, in the rivers of America. And just, you know, it's, it's, fun it's it's just it just really kind of sets me in that sort of fall mentality and then over at disney california adventure i would say carthay circle restaurant and i'm not i don't choose that because it's the most expensive place there i choose it because of the the outdoor seating they have the the balcony on the second floor and again you know weather has it has a you know determining factor here for me and you know, you can eat outdoors, you know, the weather's cooler again, uh, like I said, uh, the the menu, they change it seasonally, and uh, well, they're starting to get a little even more daring with their menu lately, so that's cool, that's really cool, so they, they're very focused on the seasons, and so, uh, you know, you'll get food that's appropriate, maybe something a little heavier, maybe like a pork chopper or something along those lines, I mean, that, you know, that's just, I don't know, I, I just thought of pork chopper just off the top of my head, because I think that just pork chop with like apples or uh, applesauce or something would be perfect for fall fall type meal and i know that they have that uh, on the menu pretty much year round uh, but still it's it's something worthwhile to get uh then over uh at downtown disney anaheim i would uh go with katal restaurant and this is a Mediterranean fusion establishment, but they do uh, change up their menu seasonally as well. And they offer a lot of really great flavors and they do uh, special menus during the Oktoberfest time. So you, you'll get, uh, you know, the Wiener Schnitzel, you'll get the, you know, the bratwurst or, you know, the sausages and that type of thing, the various. Uh, I, I remember last year they had like a sausage sampler, which was really good. And um, so, you know, that, that again, that because of their menu, they also have some outdoor uh, balcony seating as well. 
So it overlooks downtown Disney. You get a people watch and, you know, listen to the music. You know, it's kind of like a fun atmosphere. It's just a really, really great time. So, uh, um, and again, you know, back to, to the Disney hotels, of course, at Napa Rose, it just, uh, you know, menus change seasonally. They really have a well-done um you know, they, they theme it really well and, and the, the dishes that they provide uh, change year to year, which is good because it's exciting for me. You know, I don't go back and you know try the same foods over and over and over again. So it gives me an opportunity to sort of sample the, you know, what's new on the list, so to speak. Okay. And uh, plus, I really like the rustic setting, even though uh, Napa Rose doesn't have any outdoor seating really well. I'm trying to think. Actually, they do kind of have a patio in the back. Um no, I'm just trying to think. Actually, I'm not sure if they have outdoor seating. I'm, I'm, you know, that's oh, I feel kind of <laughs> lost here. I, I'm, I'm trying to think because I remember seeing some outdoor patio seating, but I'm not sure if that's for that for Napa Rose or not. Uh, I'll have to look more into that. But uh, even if it's not, it, I just like the the rustic atmosphere of the restaurant itself. It's done, you know, in the sort of motif of wine country. So, you know, it's a little warmer woods and, and things like that. So, you know, it's good, good, uh, good ambiance. Anyhow, though, so those are those are my choices. How about you, Kristen? Okay, so mine, it leans towards more of Comfort food, because when I think of the change in the weather and the cooler temperatures, I think of of heavier food. You know, like you said, pork chops. You think of apples, you know, things like that. Um, I think I also think chili, but I can't even think of a place at Disney that I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is like the best chili ever. Uh, so I'm going to go with starting with Magic Kingdom. I'm going to go with Liberty Tree Tavern. And the reason being is for dinner, they have a Thanksgiving style feast. You get mashed, ah. um, you get like mashed potatoes. There's um, dressing and gravy, turkey, green beans that ends with like apple crisp. So it's a lot of that, that kind of Thanksgiving style meal. And that of course always, you know, makes you think fall. It's pretty much the only time I think to like eat turkey, you know? <laughs> so I had to go with that. And then, as I said, comfort food and October's on its way. And so you've got Oktoberfest, beer, you know, sauerbraten and, and schnitzel and things like that. So at Epcon, I had to go with the beer garden. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's like a given. I mean, that was like... <laughs> I, I put that little softball on the tee and then you let you know. Uh, I see. <laughs> I almost didn't even think of it until you said something. And I was like, oh, yes, yes. That, that, how did I not think of that? I mean, especially. Of course. I mean, you're German. Geez. I know, right? Sauerkraut <laughs> and all that kind of good stuff when it gets cold outside. The other place that I put for Epcot is Le Cellier Steakhouse. Because, again, steak is a heavier food and it's more, I think, conducive to colder weather. You, know, you need to stay warm. So you need you need your your nice little like beefy protein and stuff like that. You know that and it is Canada, you know. So it's True. not like Canada is known for, you know, warm weather. You also have uh, one of my favorite soups, the Canadian cheddar cheese soup. It's got, you know, some bacon on top and in it. Oh, so good. So I had to go with those two. But when it comes to Hollywood Studios and, and Animal Kingdom, nothing immediately comes to my mind. I'm sure if I sat here and thought about it long enough, I'd come up with something. 
but well hollywood studios doesn't really have a lot of uh like themed restaurants i mean i guess sci-fi diner right i mean yeah maybe what about sci-fi diner i i didn't i didn't go there so i i don't know what the experience is like but from what i gather it's like you're sitting in a like a faux car and then you it's like you're watching a movie at a drive-in theater or something is that right yeah it has foods like burgers and stuff like that it's nothing that really screams to me that mama melrose is italian so that doesn't scream winter or fall to me right sure um and Hollywood, with none of the restaurants, there, there's pretty much like four main restaurants, and they don't frequently change the menu. So it's you could go uh-huh. there like two years later and get the same thing. So that the Brown like, Derby, though, what is that? That's supposed, that's kind of like Carthay Circle restaurant a little bit, or not really? I, I haven't been there, so I'm just asking. It's based after the Hollywood Brown Derby. That's actually in Hollywood. Okay. Right, but they right. don't really ever change so, them. They don't change the menu really seasonally. Uh, okay. But what about the ambiance though? It's got like characters, like drawings of celebrities and stuff like that. It's a nice uh, okay. atmosphere, but it's of course got that cartoonishness yeah. to the nice dining room. The food's uh, okay. really good, yeah, but it just doesn't say fall to me. Okay. Yeah, I'm just trying to help. So now that I thought about it, Animal Kingdom has a restaurant called Tusker House, and it's based off of the African cuisine. And so you have Mm. a lot of, you know, squash and things like that, you know, butternut squash soup used in the in the food. And so that that I would go, I could say would go makes me think fall because I was thinking Jico, the cooking place, which is over at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. And it has those those flavors, more of the, you know, squash and things like that that they use in a lot of their vegetarian dishes so it kind of leans itself to those those fall fall flavors um as well as like the flavors of like cinnamon and nutmeg that they use to season with and let's see also uh california grill which is easy because they they change their menu seasonally a lot of the signature dining restaurants do but California Grill, I think, really does a good job of sticking with those particular. Uh oh, something fell over. Um, sticking with those particular seasons and a lot of those flavors that you immediately think of. You know, like in in the summer, you know, they'll have like stra- strawberry with the dessert, and it's just they do a really good job of picking out those flavors. At our, one of our, our followers here, Nita Wanta, says the cheese soup in Canada. It's uh, it's uh, she agrees with you about that cheese soup. It sounds good. I unfortunately that was one of the places I wasn't able to go to, uh, you know, when I was there. And uh, and then California Grill. I went to California Grill, but they redid the place because it, it kind of looked run down like at, at the time that we went and I was like, you know, like why do people like, you know, say good things about this place? It was like a little bit dirty, you know, the carpet wasn't Old, really yeah. you know, kind of faded and I was like, yeah, you know, and then the menu, the food was decent, you know, but uh, I just, I don't know. I just kind of was sort of taken aback a little bit by, by the uh, sort of dilapidated state of that restaurant. But, you know, of course, I think less than six months after we had gone, they said, oh, yeah, we're, we're undergoing a you know, complete you know, overhaul of the restaurant. So it's cool. I've been in there twice since then. One was during a um, conference that I had gone to. And then another time was right after they opened. It was like a few weeks later. And uh, Aljon and I had dined there. And 
he's not impressed with it. And I told him, I said, your, your feeling about how this is going is, has a lot to do with the fact that our server was not up to par. Uh, remotely not, you know, where you're kind of waiting, like, where is he at? And it wasn't busy. We were down, we had come later in the evening. So by the time that, you know, our dinner gets there and we're getting about halfway done is when it really starts to clear out. It's after wishes. So I don't know what he was doing, but we didn't see him. And it was one of those things where you're like, I need a refill or I want to order another glass of wine. And he's, not there. And I told him, I was like, yeah. that's what's ruining your opinion of, of California yeah. girl is you're thinking of not having had a great experience, not because of the, the food, but because of the service. And I don't know if he was new yeah. or, or what, what the deal was, because I've always had, you know, I've had great service there. The food I think is always good, but I don't know. He, maybe cool. he was having a bad night, which I'm always willing to try another place a second time. Like if I have a bad experience, depending on what the situation is, I'll either wait like right. a year or two and then go back. Whereas he's like, I'm done. Nope, not going back. Does some, yeah. some, uh-huh. some places I cannot talk him into going again. Some of them he's like, if you really want to, I guess so. <laughs> Right. That's cool. Well, uh, thanks, uh, Nita Wanta. It's uh, at uh, N-E-A-T-A-H-W-A-N-T-A on Twitter. Thank you so much for uh, commenting. Uh, and then, uh, so, uh, let's see. What's what's DS? Oh, that's Disney Springs, right, on your list there? I was going to oh, okay. say Raglan Rope, but that is like my go-to place. So I feel like I can't really put that on the <laughs> list. I, I've probably dined there over 15 times. It's really bad. So they are really good, and what it came to my mind is they have a really good chicken pot pie. Oh, okay. I'm like they actually okay. change, but I've been there a few times. Um, and uh, awesome. I, she, I know she just asked in the chat room if I've been to Victorian Alberts, and I have, but I always leave that almost always leave that off the list because it's got such a high price point. And it's such a different kind. It's such a fine dining experience that I don't like to include it because a lot of people are like, well, kind of along the lines of, you know, Club 33. Well, it's not that they can't get in with that, but Club 33's menu is less expensive than Victorian Alberts. And it's not attainable to a lot of people. They look at it and are like, I'm not going to spend $350 to go out to eat. Like that's, that's, that's insane. You know, whereas... I've done it once. I'm at some point when I won the lottery, I'm going to go again. <laughs> so, or some long lost relative that I didn't know I had leaves me money or something. <laughs> but can I tell I you about my Victorian Albert spirit? Experience? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So we went there dressed up to the nines, you know, just like they ask, you know, you got to wear the tie, the suit and tie and all that stuff. And I, it was great. I mean, the, the, you know, I can see how they got their diamonds, uh, you know, the AAA diamond awards and all that stuff. And the, uh, was that the, um, uh, Michelin ratings, you know what I mean? So, you know, the, the, the food was good. However, 
we went to the normal dining room and there's this guy and first off he wasn't in a tie a suit and tie he's just dressed in like a like a sweater of some sort like uh it wasn't a turtleneck but it was like kind of one of those mock turtlenecks or whatever and he was on his cell phone he's like oh yeah you know we're gonna do this deal and this and that i mean like he was some kind of like hollywood booking agent or something you know what i mean like some kind of you know like a, 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 man, a star you know manager to to one of the stars or something and i was like Okay, that's just rude. I mean, you know, you're you're in a place that you're spending a lot of money for all this, and and you're just totally oblivious to everyone around you, and it was totally disruptive to the entire experience. And I, I complained to our server a few times, and actually worked out well because we went to the more exclusive dining, uh, the one of the more exclusive dining rooms. I'm trying to think of the name of it. It's something. Victoria's Queen Victoria's Queen Vic. No, it was the other one. There's like, there's like one of the more exclusive dining rooms, and then there's the ultimate dining uh, experience where you, yeah, the chef's table, right? So is that the Queen Victoria? No, that's the chef's table. It's separate from. Okay, so Queen Victoria is the one that it's like even small, like maybe ten people or something, right? That's the one we went to then. So we went to the Queen Victoria, and that was cool. That was. It was awesome. I mean, that right there made it worthwhile to to pay all that money because you know essentially we got the the main uh, dining uh, done at at the at the you know the normal restaurant, but you know then we had dessert and, and uh, you know coffee afterwards in the uh, uh, in that little exclusive dining room. It was so cool. Yeah, one of those things. Uh, I you know if I go back or next time I go back and I I do have the the resources, I definitely want to book a, a reservation there instead because it's just I mean it's just it was quiet, it was elegant, it was just I mean all the wait staff. I mean we had like three people fawning over us. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it was awesome. I mean you know there's like you know the water got down maybe a third of the way from the glasses. There you go, right? The, you know refill the refill the cup. <laughs> so that's cool. Yeah, yeah it's- definitely. I, that's a situation where, yeah, I, I rarely complain about anything. It has to be really a bad situation for me to complain. Right. Um, no, yeah, it was. I mean, me too. That situation, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at the, at the cost it is to dine there. There's no reason that should ever right, occur. Exactly. You know, right, there's, exactly. to me, that should be like no cell phone zone. If your phone rings, oh, yeah. we confiscate it forever. You don't get it back. <laughs> Your your phone is going to go in and be incinerated in the, in the, in the fire, you know, the brick fire of it. Well, what what was perplexing to me is that they didn't ask the guy to step outside. I mean, you know, you'd think that, you know, because it was he was so loud and disruptive, you'd be like, you know, uh, excuse me, sir, would you mind, you know, taking the conversation outside? And there, nobody said anything. And I was like, okay, well, I guess people don't mind, or maybe they grew up in like loud families or something. But you know, I. I I just, I don't know. I, I mean, even if I did grow up in a loud family, I still would, you know, for, again, as you pointed out, for as much money as you're spending for the di- dining experience. I mean, I don't want to hear about some guys, you know, wheeling and dealing of, of you know, celebrities or whatever. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I see, you know, I live in LA. I, I've been to Hollywood several times and, you know, I see these, these uh, fake guys, you know, with their, you know, talking loud, like they're important and stuff like that and name dropping and, oh yeah, I saw Brad over there, Brad Pitt, uh, Brad and Angie, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're cool. We're cool. We're good. You know, it's like, dude, really? I mean, you know, come on, whatever. Uh, that I just actually, doesn't impress me. What's, so. what's funny is being in Nashville, there's a lot of people here and there's a lot of people who you would never think have a house here. But this is like their escape from 
you know, dealing with the paparazzi in New York and L.A. that they have a house here and they get to, to be a normal person and can go grocery shop. And people just kind of like smile at them like, you know, not say anything <laughs> because it's understood you don't you don't bother celebrities here. But I actually had somebody had met somebody from L.A. once who kept name dropping the whole time. And I just kept thinking and I even said to Alton later, I was like, do they really think I care that this person's their neighbor? Like, I don't. Yeah, I can. You know, it's like we all do have to do. We all have to grocery shop and do everything else. We're all people. But, yeah, that's always funny to me when people start name dropping. I'm like, it doesn't know. All right. Ready for some dessert. I Let's am too. All right. I'm going to let you go first because mine just kind of plays off yours. Okay, no problem. All right. So uh, during Halloween time over at Disneyland Resort, we have Mickey's Halloween party. I know over there you have the Mickey's not so scary Halloween, yes. right? Is that the difference? Okay. Same thing, I, I'm assuming. Uh, you know, basically, you get uh, you have to pay a hard ticket price, which over at Disneyland is $69 per person, unless you have an annual pass, which is a little bit lower. Uh, but when you do go to this Halloween party, obviously, one of the, the perks is that you get candy. Well, they have stations all around Disneyland Park. So you go ahead and, you know, they, they provide you a bag and then you can fill it up to your heart's content. However, my tip is bring your own bag. I mean, it, you know, like get something bigger. Uh, the, the ones that they provide you, unless you get multiple bags and you want to carry it around, it's going to be very uncomfortable. So uh, if you get a larger bag, then just, you know, get, get your fill. I mean, for 69 bucks, you better, you know, get something out of it, right? I mean, you know, they, I mean, yes, there is the entertainment aspect. I mean, there's the special fireworks show, there's the parade and the, uh, you know, the music, you know, they kind of transform uh, Main Street USA with the uh, projections, digital projections and things like that. It's, it's cute. You know, and it's fun for the kids and all that stuff. But $69 is still pretty steep, you know, especially if you, you know, take a family of four. I mean, oh, you're yeah. looking at close to $300. And, you know, and it doesn't matter if, you know, you had a ticket for that day. You still have to buy the admission to that, to that, uh, you know, to that part of the night, I guess, yeah. if you will, um, starting at four o'clock. So it, it's less than a normal day's price, but still, you know, kind of expensive. Anyhow, uh, the other uh, the other aspect of filling up your bag is like, well, what could I possibly do with like a pillowcase full of, full of candy? Well, you know, there's a few things. I mean, you can freeze it. You can also, uh, you know, just give it away for you know your neighbors. You know, when you when you have trick or treaters come to your house, and here you go, you, you don't even have to go to the grocery store to get get a bag of candy. You got it already on hand. Uh, and then the other one, if you have a large, a large amount of candy and you want to kind of do something good with it, uh, there's a, there's a program called Operation Gratitude and you can find them, uh, at operationgratitude.com. And they do, uh, in, they don't just do Halloween candy, but they, you know, they do other things for the troops abroad as well. Uh, but during Halloween, that's one thing that they, they provide a service for is that they will take your candy and then, you know, package it up and then send it to the, the soldiers that are serving in Afghanistan or, you know, Iraq or, well, well I don't think we have anybody stationed in Iraq, but, um, you know, we, we have people, you know, whatever, wherever somebody's stationed or whatever, then 
then then they're they're going to get this candy. So that's kind of cool. And you can also find them on uh, facebook.com uh, slash operation uh, gratitude as well. That's really cool, you know, because I mean, that's as little as it sounds and it might seem silly to some people. That is something that's going to remind them of, of being at home, you know, of trick or treating right. and that kind of stuff. And at least it brings, even if it's for like a minute, a little bit of a little bit of home. Right. Because I know those troops don't eat. They don't eat well, unless like possibly if there's like a USO um, tour, you know, like wasn't it Bob Hope that used to do all those all the time? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. He's, he was famous. That's his, uh, you know, one of his claims to fame was the yeah. USO tours. Yeah. Uh, my husband had done those because he was in a band at one point and they used to travel. Uh, and this was right around 9-11 that he used to travel over there and uh, and I can only imagine for the military families how hard it is because he would call me and 10 minutes and then it clicks off and you only could call like once a week. Then on top of that, you know, you don't know where they are because they can't tell you anything. So I'm like, I that's I just cannot imagine being, you know, a military wife and family and never knowing where somebody is. And, you know, they eat, you know, the little ready-made meals all the time. And yeah, this is at least a little something that they get. That's not yeah, exactly. Food. Yeah. The M uh, it's called MREs. It's called meals Thank ready you. to eat. Yeah. I, I used to uh, be in ROTC <laughs> in high school. So we got to experience those firsthand. It's a uh, quite, quite an interesting experience. <laughs> I have really hard time with acronyms and the letters get like jumbled in my head. Right. So I don't even, I was like, have, you, have you ever tried it. an MRE? No, you should. Just, it doesn't even. Say, you know. <laughs> I can't. Well, imagine. Yeah, it's it's not the finest cuisine in the world, but at least you know, you know, from from a soldier's perspective, like what they're eating. And I mean, those things are are really uh, bountiful because they want to make sure that you know, because soldiers are exerting themselves in in uh, burning a lot of calories in the field, so they want to make sure that they're satiated. And those, uh, they said that average, I believe. Uh, an amount of calories in each of the MREs is around 3,000. So, I mean, it's it's a really, really substantial. And a lot of guys, you know, take it and, and um, you know, they'll they'll make a, a, you know, day out of it, you know, with a meal uh, because there's that much food. So. Wow. But uh, anyhow. Well, my tip playing off of yours having to do with the Halloween parties is at least I can say at Walt Disney World, if you wait till the end, like towards the end of the night, when you go by, you can get a lot more candy than you get at the beginning of the evening because they they realize like we still have a lot of candy. We can give extra. They're not worried about possibly running out. Um, and then a, a second tip that has to do with it is if you are on a low carb diet, you're diabetic, anything like that, you can actually stop by guest relations and they will give you a bag. At least when we've stopped by in the past, it was actually the little bag that they give you filled with sugar free candies. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. I wonder, they probably do the same thing at Disneyland, I'm assuming. I would think so. Yeah. That's good. That's really a good tip. I, I didn't know that myself. Yeah. Well, I think it's great for people who are diabetics as far as if they have anything um, that's vegan friendly. Uh, that, I don't know. But right. I might have to ask about that next time. Yeah. So, well, I think that covers everything. How about you? Yeah. You got anything else? That's it. That'll do her. Well, that's our meal for you today. Jay, make sure to tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, you can find me at MagicalFoodTour.com. 
uh, all the social media, Facebook, Pinterest, uh, Twitter, obviously, uh, find me at Magical Food Tour. And if you're interested in, you know, hearing news and information about Disneyland Resort specifically, you should check me out on the Diz Geek podcast with my buddies, Daniel, Chris, and Tommy Picks. Uh, we discuss everything going on with Disneyland itself, and you can f- uh, follow that DizGeek.com uh, or on the uh, Twitter. It's uh, on the Twitter. On Twitter, <laughs> I should say, is uh, at DizGeekPodcast. As far as Dining at Disney, you can read all of our articles at DiningAtDisney.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Periscope. With, on all of those, it's Dining at Disney. On YouTube, it's the Dining at Disney. And uh, yeah, please uh, download, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. You know, stream it on Stitcher. Give us some ratings. Tell your friends. Jay and I like five star ratings and nice right. reviews. Five, five, five. five. <laughs> yeah, we There's we like nice reviews. <laughs> we try hard, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, all right. Thanks for listening, and until next time, bon appetit.